Hey, stackers, I hope it's been a good week and that you've enjoyed this mini string of Creation Corner episodes that we've shared. This will be the last one for the week, and we'll get back to recording actual play episodes on Friday. In this short episode, I want to share a proposal for creating NPCs that might be richer and more adaptive to interactions with PCs. I'm sure none of this will be earth-shattering or mind-bending, but I'm trying to crystallize some ideas in my own mind, and in the process of talking it out, I hope that something worthwhile will come of it. Before we begin, I want to note that this episode is about prepared NPCs, not spur-of-the-moment additions. I addressed that topic way back toward the beginning in our Feeling Smurfy episode, in which I adapted an idea by Taliesin Jaffe from the Critical Role crew to use a randomly generated list of the Seven Dwarfs to create a personality on the spot. In that episode, I instead took a list of the Smurfs from the uh, 80s cartoons and beyond and made a randomizing spreadsheet that's freely available. I'll include the link to that spreadsheet in the notes for this episode as well. Now, this episode is about prepared NPCs. There's a lot of weaknesses in my storytelling as a DM, but I think my greatest weakness is my prepared NPCs. I don't know how other DMs prepare and run their NPCs, but I know there are some folks out there that I am jealous of. Owen, who is the DM of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast, does a remarkable job of dropping in memorable NPCs and giving them life. So as I work through the ongoing story of the Stack of Dice run of shows, I'm trying to learn from all of that, from all the good examples I've heard out there. What I want to share with you today is an idea that's been growing in my mind, and I hope that by the end of the next few minutes, I'll have laid out a concept that's not too difficult to use, and maybe streamline the process of NPC generation a little bit. At its simplest level, the idea is to use a loose framework instead of a tightly scripted character. My tendency when creating an NPC is to have a general notion of who that character is and a mental list of how he or she might respond to direct questions from the party. That's not bad, but it's not great. What happens if the party asks a question that I haven't prepared for? Or worse, what happens if the party never even talks with the NPC at all? I've just poured in time to craft answers to all this stuff, and it's all wasted. It's not a very flexible way of doing it, and I'm looking for other ways to fix that. So what I'm proposing is more of a framework approach that serves as a sketch of the character to include motivation and a general way of thinking that could help lead to richer NPC experiences on both sides of the DM screen. I'm going to lay out some thoughts and then run through an example of how I see this working, and along the way we'll test it out together. In my idea, the DM basically sketches out some basic elements in a few words. At this point, I'm thinking of just three basic categories, and those are general outward attitude, life view, and motivation. The first, general outward attitude, is a five-word maximum description of what the party can see of an NPC. It should be brief so you can glance down and scoop up the first details the players will notice. These should be directly observable and obvious. Startled, crying, smiling, blank expression, lost, or whatever you choose to put down, it should be easy to fit these words into a verbal description of the character. The second, life view, is obviously more detailed, but should be maybe three sentences I'm thinking right now, at most. Maybe this is where things like light backstory or political views or biases could find a home. This gives the DM a snapshot of the character that can add hidden depths. Maybe the party asks, well, why didn't you want to help us? Well, my father was killed by a traveling band of so-called adventurers years ago, and I hate them all now. That could be a life view. 
Can you tell us how to find the ruined castle that holds the ancient relic? Well, I could, but I've never given up information without something to show for it, and I'm not about to start now. Again, life view. What am I going to get out of this interaction? Life view can play into how you choose to run an NPC and can be a powerful shaping force that leads to memorable characters. Besides, with a mere three sentences, you can effectively provide a compelling backstory for a character. And with just minimal effort, really, you've sketched out some dimension. Again, the goal of the three-sentence limit is to make it easy for you. You're busy. While the game is going, DM, you're handling calculations, player questions, and shuffling through notes, so you need to be able to extract the character's essence and share this with your players in short order. Finally, I think motivation is a critical third element because regardless of the first two, how they appear outwardly and what their life view is, motivation can override how the NPC will actually or ultimately act. The person may be outwardly pleasant, and the life view may be that this particular NPC inherently trusts strangers, but times are tough, and so squeezing money out of travelers is the priority. That could be one way to take this. Like previous sections, I recommend putting a limit of maybe two or three sentences on this section to make it easy to read through quickly. So with these guidelines laid out, why don't we try our hand at applying the framework? So I'm going to grab a sheet of paper, and I'm just going to pull a name out of my head. Let's go with Tarlis, T-A-R-L-I-S. And let's say that Tarlis is a homeless child. And so the outward appearance would be maybe dirty. Let's go with dirty, thin, maybe wary. Looking at him, you can tell that this kid doesn't want to talk to people. So he's looking for food, but doesn't want to just run out there and ask people. Maybe tired of being shut down, tired of treated as a criminal. So I'm going to put wary. And I think that'll be a good three words. I said max of five, but I think three will be sufficient. Now for the life view. And I gave a max of three sentences, so let's go with the first one, let's say abandoned as a child, raised in a harsh foster care, and so distrustful of adults. So the experience of this child, Tarlis, with a tough upbringing has led to a wariness around adults. I think that's a good life view. My experience, my life view is that grown-up people don't treat me well, and so I'm going to not be happy around them. Second, let's say had a disease and got some care from other kids who stole to bring medicine. And for the third one, which we don't have to do, but I'll try, how about coming to see that adults are necessary but not desirable. So in these three sentences, uh, we can see that they're all pretty closely related. They don't necessarily have to be this interrelated with each other. Uh, In this case, a child obviously doesn't have a whole lot of life experience, but certainly traumatic experiences like these could help shape one's view of the world. And so I think that makes for a strong, compelling backstory for this child. In In a few sentences we've laid out, Everything from abandonment as a baby, to harsh upbringing, to a network of other kids that support each other in this town or place wherever this Tarlis lives, and now maybe is starting to strike out against adults, even as Tarlis approaches adulthood himself. 
And then finally, motivations. So let's go with up to three sentences for motivations. Obviously, not letting sickness affect him in this way again would be a good one. Don't want to be sick again or see other friends sick. Maybe as a second motivation, knows adults have money and so will try to curry favor within reason. And you know what? I think two will be sufficient here. This is just kind of a proof of concept of the idea. So let's go back over this. So we have Tarlis, a homeless child who appears dirty, thin, and wary, maybe even a little bit pitiable as a result. And that's part of his motivation of getting money out of adults. Backstory, life view, abandoned as a child, raised in a harsh foster environment, and distrustful of adults. Had a disease, got care from kids who stole to bring medication, and is coming to see adults as necessary, but doesn't want to spend much time around them. And so for motivations, he doesn't want to be sick again or see other friends sick. And also, he knows that adults have money, and so he will find ways to try and get money out of them, but only up to a certain point. At at that point, he just gives up and finds someone else that may be easier to get money out of. Perhaps, again, using his appearance and drawing upon the pity of others to try and get that money. So with really just a few minutes of planning, we've put together somebody who it should be fairly easy to enter into a conversation. So now as the party approaches this kid and sees, oh no, poor poor thing, let's go see what we can do to help. And now you've got somebody who has a backstory with very little effort. You see somebody who has a purpose for interacting with the party. And maybe maybe the party's not even aware of this kid. Maybe the kid sees them and thinks, huh, they've got a lot of nice looking stuff. Maybe I could get some money out of them and approaches them. And so we have some possibilities here with this approach. So I think we've done some interesting things with this generation process. I'm glad I finally took the time to give this idea some form. And I think it was helpful to run through the exercise and test it out. There's probably room for improvement in the process, but I think the core of the idea is there, and maybe with some refinement, it'll get better. I want to use this more in Stack of Dice games, and I hope you'll find a place for it or something like it in your games. If you do, I'd love to hear about it through Twitter or Instagram at Stack of Dice, or by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. If you make adjustments to how you apply this, or if you have another better system for doing it, I'd particularly like to know. That's it for this episode and for the week. We'll see you again next time, right here at Stack of Dice.